Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Petey Williams, here we are with a bonus episode of Wrestling Perspective Podcast. Tonight we have a very special guest. It's the first time we've ever had a WCW champion on our uh, prestigious show. I guess other than Jeff Jarrett. Uh, yeah, other than Uncle Jeff, but yeah, that's correct. So let me introduce him because I'm geeking out about this. The guy who is a producer on the Survivor's Guide to Prison, which is on Netflix now, and he's returning to wrestling after so long, David Arquette. David, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us tonight. Sorry, my phone's connected to my car. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> no. You got out of your car and the phone Sorry about connected. that. I got you. That's all right. That's all right. That's why we uh, record this. Dave, uh, first of all, I got to ask, you're making your long-awaited return to wrestling now. Why did you wait so long to step back into the squared circle? <laughs> well, um... I'm not exactly sure why I waited so long. I uh, I started, I, I mean, people just won't sort of uh, let it go, forgive me. <laughs> I just uh, feel like there's still some animosity out of the, out there, which I understand. But uh, I just kind of want to um, sort of put a, a bookend to it and just kind of restore some sort of... Uh, I don't know, respect to my name, <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> you know, respect, respect to the sport, too. So I'm really sort of, uh, I'm doing a documentary about it, the process of doing it. There's a guy named Matt Fidget. He goes under the Dirty Rook or the Judge. He wrestles with the besties out of St. Louis. And uh, he's just been hounding me for three years, so I finally got just fed up. And a guy named RJ City has also been hounding me. So I just thought, you know what? Let me uh, learn what I'm doing, how you really do it, all the sort of history behind it. You know, talk to some of the fans, meet some of the fans that are so angry at me, and, uh, you know, go from there. Have you thought about, other than a documentary, maybe like a podcast to to talk about it and be open about it? Because... I, I feel like nowadays podcast is the new way to clear the air. Yeah. You know, I, I just did a, a podcast with a, a wrestling fan and, uh, you know, uh, it was uh, Deshaun Two Cents. I went in his hot tub. I'm sort of meeting like you guys, meeting you guys and, and just sort of getting to know the fans, hearing their voices, hearing what upset them about it. But, uh, I'm not. I'm not smart enough, uh, Mark, to have a real, real podcast. <laughs> if that's a, b- a bad thing to say, I don't know if it's a bad thing. I don't take it as a bad thing. But uh, no, uh, it's, it's, it's I don't think I but... add much to the conversation if I had a podcast. No, I mean that's not necessarily true. You've 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 been around. I mean, in that big attitude era type boom, but. Um, you know, now it's like what eighteen years later, and you said you're training to to wrestle again. Can you like kind of tell us like, are, are you like starting with the basics and stuff, or are they just uh, teaching you stuff to like do a match? Like, how is your wrestling training going? Uh, it's going really well. I'm training with Peter Avalon, uh, PTA oh, yeah. okay. all day. Yeah, out of uh, Hollywood Heritage Wrestling, and uh. Dave Marquez was really uh, amazing to sort of uh, introduce me and 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 get let, let me use his his uh, ring and just sort of started from the bottom and then a guy named Bateman at uh, Santino Brothers I took one uh, lesson with him as well I'm going to take a few more lessons with different people just to just to get a feel for it but Peter Avalon's my main uh, wrestling coach he's just teaching me the fundamentals like a sound lockup, which I never really learned, like the, the good, a good sound lockup and some chain wrestling and, you know, take 
takedowns and, you know, just uh, doing a bunch of rolls and, you know, learning some different moves and, you know, the sort of basics of of it that hopefully will, yeah, expand a little. How many uh, like days a week? Like, do you got you have like a set schedule? I'm just interested in the training because I know what what I went through to become a wrestler and stuff. Like, do you uh, like? Yeah. It just seems like you don't you know you don't have a lot of time. I would say to you know oh, let's do it every Monday and Thursday from seven to nine or whatever. Like, do you have a set schedule or just when you can kind of make it in there? No, I uh, I do it every day. Uh, every day. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I put a r- ring in my backyard. <laughs> what? That's awesome. <laughs> uh, my dream now, dude. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, so I'm running the ropes every day and, and uh, rolling every day, just taking rolls and just sort of watching matches and sort of, you know, trying different things uh, that I could try alone when I don't have a trainer with me and when I have a trainer, uh, go over different things, different questions I have. Uh, I'm also training in boxing and jujitsu just to get like my stamina up and my, and the sort of, uh, uh, sort of wrestling kind of uh, holds and stuff within, uh, within jujitsu. But, uh, I've got a gymnastics, uh, a couple of gymnastics lessons next week. Yeah. So I'm doing wow. tons of training, just hikes and all this stuff. I've dropped 20 pounds in two weeks. Oh, insane. amazing. All right. That, that's intense. Now, I'll be honest. I'm not angry at you. I, I was a WCW guy. I watched it religiously. I was not much of a WWF guy at that time period. Even when you won the belt, I, I just thought it was part of the show, part of the story. Who Were you okay personally with winning the belt? Was it something you had to be talked into? And afterwards, how did the boys in the back treat you? Yeah, it was interesting. I, uh, for one, I didn't know how. I too thought it was just an interesting storyline. Like people would sort of have fun with it. it would, you know, I mean, like if they had seen the movie or whatever, like they could see that I was a super fan in the movie. So they like be like kind of, uh, sort of. I'd be in their shoes in a sense that uh, that that it's sort of a fan's dream to become the champion, you know what I mean? To have the belt and walk around and whatever. But uh, obviously I didn't take into consideration all of the sort of history and uh, that it, that it would diminish the, the, the integrity of the, of the belt. But I told them, I said, I, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, and you know, it wasn't really my, dis- I mean, I could have said no, but uh, it was kind of a dream come true for me. And I said, well, you know, I, I kind of am the, I'd be like the first fan to ever win the belt. And they said, are you kidding? We're all, we're all wrestling fans. I said, I know, but you're also wrestlers. Like, it's different. <laughs> you're not like an actual wrestler and you win the belt. It's a completely different thing. But uh, obviously it wasn't taken that way. And I totally understand it even more so now, obviously. And even studying the history of the belt, I didn't have a, a clear understanding, but I've, I've gone back and read books and, uh, and watched, uh, documentaries about it. So I understand the history a lot better than I did back then. But, uh, and then as far as the guys backstage, I mean, it was split. I mean, guys like Canyon were really like nice and helpful and teaching me stuff. And, and, uh, DDP obviously, uh, helped, uh, you know, sort of, uh, guide me through it and structure it and sort of, you know, and Jeff Jarrett is, of course. But, uh, you know, I, you know, it's obviously was, uh, you know, a, a bad idea. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I mean, I don't think uh, it was. Uh, look, from my point of view, as a fan at that time period, I didn't think it was a bad idea. I, I enjoyed the ride that I was being taken on. I was not a dirt sheet guy. At that time period, I sat back and enjoyed the pure joy of storytelling. And I thought that was awesome because, and Petey and I talk about this on many of the podcasts, we both still love to this day Ready to Rumble. And it was an amazing oh, com- good. 
it was an amazing companion piece to the movie. Yeah, dude, yeah, I totally. probably watched the movie like I mean, that's, that's the sort of like untold the, yeah. story. The funny thing is that people that watched that uh, back in the day have now grown up, you know, and, and you know, they, there's a lot more appreciation for it in retrospect than what there was at the time. And I think, like, after The Wrestler came out and they sort of, like, got their realistic look at wrestling, then there was kind of room for a comedic one. Or just the kids that watched it when they were younger are now just grown up and now they're adults and can appreciate seeing sort of some of their favorite stars in the wrestling stars in the, in, in the movie, you know? Pity. Oh, yeah, no, I was just going to say, I've probably seen that movie, like, 30 times and that was when you won the belt i was like probably oh i don't know like five months from actually when i started training to be a wrestler so that was like 18 years ago oh, wow. and uh so i mean you know so since then i've been 18 years and then you obviously uh, well i mean you made a couple appearances and all that kind of stuff but what i want to know is who is like I mean, we all have favorites. I, I know us wrestlers, like, we have favorites of, like, who we watch, kind of who we like to, uh, you know, uh, kind of replicate in the ring, like, what our style is and all that kind of stuff. Do you have, like, a certain wrestler or wrestlers that you're, like, you know, he's my favorite. I want to put, you know, replicate my sna- style based on him. Like, do, do you have some of those favorites or, like, a favorite that you want to be like? Well, Macho Man is probably one of my favorites of all time. I mean, I love yes, Macho Man. I love That's it. sort of my era. Um, I don't know if replica. I mean, to some extent, but you can't really replicate Macho Man, and you know you can't throw on a oh, voice and go over the hour. You know, I mean <laughs> that would be. But you can uh, uh, replicate some of the energy and stuff like that for sure. And, you know, I think I'm going to bring in, like, the crown, you know, like yes. something from Jimmy King, just a little, yeah, a couple little nods to, to Ready to Rumble. I got a T-shirt that I just made that I'm going to put out there that says wrestling's not fake. <laughs> I love it. I will rule just, you. Sort of fun, fun little moments like that. I mean, I will rule you at some point. I'll throw in. You should try yeah, to get yeah, Oliver Platt to walk into the ring once. What's that, Dennis? Man, I talked to I talked to Scott Kahn about being in the documentary, and he's kind of on the fence. He's like, oh, I don't know, man. Uh, and I was like, come on. you got a ton of wrestling fans. You should uh, honor them. I mean, ultimately, everything that I typically do is for the fans. I'm, I'm not typically uh, trying to, like, try to pull one over on my fans. I'm not overly like, uh, you know, even selling shirts or something. I'd have to figure out how, how to do it with respect and honor the other wrestlers or some sort of charity component or, or make them cheap or something like that. Um, but I don't know. I'm just going to have fun with it. I really have enjoyed the SoCal wrestling scene and going in and meeting a lot of people and, you know, part of my whole goal during this period is just to put over some some people that I really uh, uh, get to know and respect and, and see that they're out there hustling and if there's anything I can do to kind of shine a light on it or, or get their name out there. That's kind of part of the whole goal. Like me, because we're now best friends, right? <laughs> exactly. See? See, I told you, Petey, we're like BFFs. He returns my text I... unlike you. Oh come on, man! I didn't, I, I, I didn't, uh, you know, dispute that one bit. No, I believe you. Now, Dave, let me ask you this: When you, yeah. you're creating a career path now for where you want to be, where you want to go, and what you want to do, have you had that geek out moment where you've come across a couple wrestlers and you're like, "Oh my gosh, you're blank." Yeah, I mean, a lot of the time it happened when. Uh, when I was doing the film and, you know, drinking at the bar with Ric Flair is going to go down and on my deathbed, I'll remember that moment and taking an airplane flight with Hulk Hogan and walking through an airplane port with him and, and just getting to know DDP on such a level and just 
what a great guy he is and and remembering Canyon for what a wonderful wrestler he was, how sound and and uh such a, a sweet person. Uh, and uh, Hurricane Helms, of, of course, just champion, made me look good and ready to rumble. And was just a great guy. And I loved his run after that. And WCW, WWE, he, uh, he's a, a wonderful guy and funny as hell. And uh, it's really, you meet a lot of great people in wrestling. I mean, and there's also a lot of garbage that goes along with it. A lot of, a lot of jealousy, a lot of ego, a lot of, uh, but it's wrestling. So you got to have ego. You got to have confidence. You got to have stuff. But, you know, when I met Rowdy Roddy Piper, biggest heel in the world, and, and he was like one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life, just with such sweet advice and just a great smile. And, and since I've heard so many stories about his kindness, so that's kind of like what I strive for anyway is just to stay real and, and and have fun and entertain the fans i i'm gonna act like a matchmaker here and i feel like you and pd would make a great match where you want to go and what you're trying to learn and where he knows and now that he's an agent and helping book and impact wrestling but pd let me ask you this for david arquette yeah. not that david has asked you for any advice but with what you've heard what do you think you could tell David Arquette that might help him out a little bit as far as, you know, maybe do this in the ring or how to deliver a promo? Um, oh, wow. I can't believe I'm giving advice to a former WCW world champion, but, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Let's say if I was looking I, I'm surprised. at, let, let's say hypothetically, what's that? No, I'm just, uh, I'm honored to be on the phone with you guys, so. I'm sorry um, that I'm well, the I mean, only champ. I mean, I'm thing. glad you got had had uh, had another WCW champ because it would be pretty sad if I was <laughs> that was the one you got. <laughs> That's all right, Dave. I'm the least famous person on my own podcast right now, so I know how you feel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Petey? Oh yeah, no. Like, and this goes back, and I think. I think, Dave, you're very aware of it that people are already like kind of on you about it. It wasn't even it, it's not your fault that the belt was on you or anything like that. You were put in a position uh, by, you know, a company that they wanted you there. And you were, you know, you're kind of like the, the fall guy pretty much. So everybody's mad at you because they say uh, whether, you know, it, it's the truth or not. Oh, you, you ruined, um, you know, it was the part of the fall of WCW or whatever like that. So you have that that yeah. stigma on you, that stain on you. Um, so for you to come back, you know, I, what I really like, and you're already doing it. So, I mean, the advice, somebody must've already given it to you is, you know, do it the right way, train, work your way up. It, don't act, go in there and be like, Hey, I'm the, like, you know, former WCW champion. I've been on, I'm a movie star, all that kind of stuff. Be humble. That's what I would say. Like be humble. And it looks like you're already doing that. So, I mean, that would be the only advice I would give to anybody uh, in, in your position. Thank you. That's yeah. good advice. I mean, uh, Eric Bischoff gave me some advice about putting putting people over and stuff. But uh, I was already working on that path anyway. That's really sort of what was my goal this whole time. But thank you, Petey. That's, uh, that's great. Unless I'm a heel. And then if I'm a heel, I, <laughs> I pump it all up. Yeah, see, it, it depends how they want to book you. Like, let's say, hypothetically, yeah. like a WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, whoever brings you in, they might say, like, hey, we're going to get some national publicity off of this, and, you know, we're going to book you as that guy that, like, hey, I'm former WCW champion, you know, I'm the best. So, yeah, you would, right now, at this point, make a great heel. And you know what? If... And, and it's tough to say. I, I feel like if you walk in any arena right now, you would get the initial cheer like, oh, my God, that's David Arquette. But then it, it almost seems like as soon as you start talking, I think the fans would kind of go against you depending on what direction. So you, you, you will have an uphill battle. I mean, that, there's no doubt about that if, if yeah. they're trying to portray you as a baby face. But as a heel, you've already got it made. The story already wrote itself. So, I mean, it, it depends how they want to yeah, book you. Totally. And wear sunglasses. I think with Matt Fidget, 
with Matt Fidget, I'm kind of the heel in the situation because he was 11 years old and watching wrestling, and he was like, I can't believe he really hates me, like, to his core about, like, the fact that I won the belt. He won. Mm-hmm. You know, just to, to uh, return some respect to the belt and everything like that. So I don't know. It'd be hard to go in there and, and be the baby face in that situation. But uh, but I think yeah, it's 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 been fun. Like I, I just uh, Peter Avalon had his birthday party uh, with Ray Ramos and and uh, and they had PP Ray come out and they did match and I sort of jumped in in the middle with the. I think the last monsters. So, uh, it was <laughs> it was a fun it was fun to just sort of do it. I was super nervous, but uh, the fans seemed to seem to have fun. But it's true, you you you, they, you can't get too ahead of yourself or too full of yourself in any any way. It's a real fine balancing act. But it's like if people sort of get to meet me, I think they'll they'll. Uh, like me better than they do on Twitter. <laughs> I think I, that's that's actually where I've I fell back in love with David Arquette. Uh, watching you go back and forth <laughs> with RJ City has been, and I've tweeted out many times some of my favorite banter on Twitter. You guys crack me up, and I love the friendship and the in in what you guys are building on Twitter together. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's awkward. I mean, I did his uh, coffee, in a, you know, in your underwear. He does a whole underwear podcast where he drinks coffee and, you know, turned ugly at the end. But we tried to bury the hatchet. It didn't really work. <laughs> but uh, he's such an odd character with all his love for 70s nostalgia and comedy uh, and, and show tunes. <laughs> it's just such a he's got such a good take on it he he just opened up for Mick Foley at a comedy show and he did this whole sort of like 10 minutes or 15 minutes on uh, on wrestling which is really really a funny uh, take so he's a he's a witty guy and uh, he's a he's a good wrestler but he you know he's, his whole thing is like he doesn't ever want to get hurt <laughs> nobody wants to get hurt, but he doesn't want to do anything might be at all painful, which, uh, you know, everything to me at 46 is painful. No, I, I, so it's been hard well, taking I, these bumps, man. I, my back is jacked, and I couldn't imagine these guys that have been doing it for so long. You have, Pete. Now, Pete. Yeah, I mean, my... Yeah, back and neck is you're, yeah. You're, you're feeling it out, David. Welcome, I guess. Welcome to the club. I I could say. Well, I know I've got one or two yeah, more man. questions left. I know PD, you got a question left. You're you're in a hurry. I know you. I believe you're on your way to a show as we're recording this. I, I have to ask you. Yeah, the charity uh, lucha show they have going on. I I have to ask you, what is your Goal. Do you want to eventually be good enough to be a television character, whether it's a wrestler or a manager, or are you just gonna do this to kind of have fun on the independent scene? Do you do you have a goal? Uh, my goal is really to settle these two feuds mainly, the two feuds that I have mm-hmm. um, to get some respect, like just to, and to honor the the the. Uh, business of, of wrestling and do a do a documentary that's kind of like a love letter to wrestling just that I've always been a fan that I've always loved it and that uh that I, I'm just learning so much through this process I mean last night I was watching uh some new Japan um matches and and I'm watch was watching you know googling gorgeous George and seeing all his sort of antics which I hadn't seen in a while. So, you know, see watching Shawn Michaels amazing matches. I mean just sort of getting a a his blessing on it. It's been part of the goal. So it's kinda like taking care of itself. It's, I don't really have any aspirations. I mean, I love the business and I love uh, I love the entertainment of the people. So if there's a place for me at the end of it or, or along the way or and if I could help somebody out at some point, you know, I'm trying to, like, there's a lot of people that are coming forward that want to do matches and this and that, and I, 
and I'd love to do some stuff with some people. I just, uh, I don't know how to organize it really. Uh, and it's all kind of going so fast. And I've learned recently that you can really upset promoters if you have too many matches in different sort of places, unless you're on the circuit and you're just kind of going around and, and doing different shows. So I just want to first sort of be respectful of that. And, uh, and, you know, just write a love letter to wrestling or just uh, sort of document this time period and what's going on because there is a lot of interesting independent wrestling going on. That's kind of part of it. We've also talked about pitching a show after this about, um, you know, going around to the different wrestling uh, venues, to the different leagues, sort of meeting the fans, you know, uh using it as a springboard or a, or a publicity stream for different independent wrestlers to get their name out there. Petey, got anything? Yeah, and it's it's this is my last one, and it's totally non-wrestling related. It's it's more of a markout moment yeah. for me because this is when I've kind of I've been playing guitar since I was like I don't know twelve, so it's been like twenty five years ish, and. I remember watching a movie that you were in, and it was I've seen this movie like a hundred times. Airheads. Um, I mean, oh, just just, just oh, tell yeah. me a little bit about it. Like, what was it like filming that movie and all that kind of stuff? Oh, that movie was incredible as a film. It was like, you know, one of Adam Sandler's first like movies while he was still on on Saturday Night Live, and uh, Steve Buscemi, who was a, I was always a. Uh, fan of and just yeah, me too. tons and tons of great people in it i just love that movie i mean it was really awesome to be worked with chris farley i met him and you know a lot of great people so there was so many fun comedic voices in there and and just to be a part of it and you know i was young it was one of my first movies so i had a blast on that there's another one called road racers if you, if, you know, it's called Road Racer. It's with Stelma Hayek. It was Robert Rodriguez movie. But as a rock and roll guitar playing person's uh, a movie, it's pretty awesome, too. Oh, I'm going to definitely check that one out then. It, it, Great, my, thanks. My final, yeah, yeah. my final question, I'm going to bring it back to wrestling. And wrestling has been a dirty wor- word in the mainstream, whether it's with mainstream friends or maybe even in mainstream Hollywood. Do you share a love of wrestling with a couple other Hollywood stars? I always geek out when I go, what? He, he's a wrestling fan? Because it's such a niche group. Are there other other guys in Hollywood that you kind of geek out about wrestling with or have in the past? Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of writers are really big wrestling fans. I think it has a lot to do with why they became writers. And... uh you know, a lot of comedians as well. A lot of comedians are wrestling fans. Uh, so it's really interesting. This is a guy named Jensen Karp. That's a writer. A guy named Ben Joseph. That's a writer. Um, uh, a guy named Tony Hinchcliffe. That's a writer and a, and a comedian. I love Tony. So, uh, Earl Skakel. A lot of like, um, he's a comedian. A lot of comedians, a lot of uh, uh writers that that love wrestling and are big fans but you know with the rock and everything i mean you know wrestling's a it's not a as you know a dirty word anymore i mean i guess some people you know you know take take it you know uh, the wrong way but i don't know i tend not to listen to people that you know are kind of ignorant and don't sort of get it. So even if like, you know, this run is sort of like, I know in Hollywood's eyes, a weird thing for me to do for me, I'm doing it because I love the, the sport and I love uh, the pageantry that I love the entertainment of it, the characters, the, you know, I love even the circus element of traveling town to town with all these people and, and the sort of caravan carny vibe that goes along with it. And I love the history. I love that it's all these families and generational, you know, people that have come together to to uh, 
to just put on a show and it's good against evil. It's, uh, you know, it's, you know, that uh, he'll always cheats and the good guy, you know, has got integrity and honor. You know, it's just kind of cool, especially in this time. Petey, you're not going to mind if I give him your phone number so you two can become best friends too, would you? Uh, just not on the air right now. Do it privately because I don't want everybody calling. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Five five five. No, <laughs> no five up close is five five five, right? David, I, I know you. I, I know you're uh, you're you're on your way out. So I first of all, please don't be a stranger. You're always welcome to come talk wrestling, promote. We, PD and I, we never act like we're the smartest guys in the room because we just want to sit down, have a conversation about wrestling. And this interview was everything I had hoped and wanted it to be. Yeah, David, thank you for taking the time, man. It's 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 been awesome for us. Thank you. Thank you, BD. Appreciate you guys taking the time for me. PD Williams, that was David flipping Arquette on our podcast. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I just go back to like what break right before I got in the business watching that ready to rumble movie and then seeing him become world champion and stuff like that. Like that was before I was even in the business. So, I mean, and then I train, start training shortly after that, but I mean, that was, that was uh, very cool, especially. And like you said it before, when we're talking to him, it's always cool when you see like celebrities like that, you don't know, like wrestling, like wrestling. And you're like, Oh, you know, that's cool. Cause I like your movies, but you like my matches. That's, 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 it's always like, like so surreal to me, I guess. I, I look. I'm a Mark and a fanboy. I'll admit it. When David Arquette came on, it, when he even started talking and texting me back, I loved it. And I'm not mad at him for being a WC. You look at some of the jokes, whether they're wrestlers or Vince Russo, who have held the belt. He is no worse than Vince Russo, and I could almost argue. That his title reign slightly better than Vince Russo's. Yeah, I mean, there's been some questionable, I guess you could say, title reigns in this industry, and you know, yeah, obviously his was questionable. But think about it, okay? Really think about it. If they didn't make that Ready to Rumble movie, would they have even have used David Arquette and made him world champion? No, I mean it was. It, it was kind of like a marketing thing for their movie. And for, at that time, that Ready to Rumble movie was like that, – that was a big deal in the wrestling industry. Like so much so where I was like – because I was always a WWE guy, right? I was like, man, why doesn't WWE like have a movie like this? Like I, I was kind of like upset about it. But, you know, so it wasn't like – I don't know why so many people are upset about it. Yeah, you know, I like – you know, the guys like Ric Flair have held the title and – work their way up to, to, you know, hold that title and he just kind of gets it thrown on him. Well, don't blame him. That's a booking mistake, you know? Like, you don't... Like, at his level, which he had zero experience in the wrestling business, you know, like, he doesn't understand how it goes or anything like that at the time. Like, he, you could tell he understands it, a, like, a lot more now. He gets it. Um, and... Yeah, so I don't. I don't think it was a mistake. It was a, maybe I don't know a booking mistake, but I thought it was fine. I mean, it's not like he like had a long title run. He was beating all these guys or anything like that. He he held it for like what a twelve day. I, I don't know, like not long. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was fine. Let's, they had to do something for the ratings, right? Because they were really going under. So, <laughs> I mean, it was fine. Let's move on for David Arquette. This is a bonus episode, as we said this week. Uh, happy NXT TakeOver. This is when we're actually recording it. We st- we're not even watching TakeOver because we want to tap dance for you, the fans. Now, Pete, with that being said, a few weeks ago, we have a lot of new listeners. And by the way, thank you, Impact Wrestling, for you know uh, this week's podcast was up on their site where you talked about AJ Styles and... Uh, I wouldn't use the word rebuttal, but a different point of view on on AJ and why he might have been difficult to work with with Bruce Pritchard when they talked about him on something else to wrestle with on the WWE Network. With that being said, with that being said, two weeks ago we did a podcast where I blatantly blamed you on Impact if you're watching it, where there was a guy going around backstage attacking people. And I blamed you. I thought it was you, Petey. I am not going to lie. I said, I cannot believe 
I am doing a podcast with someone that would do something so heinous like that. I called you out on the air. Now, I'm retracting it. I'm apologizing. Oh, well, thank you. At least somebody apologizes, um, <clears throat> Sanjay. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it wasn't me. And, uh, you know, these I, I like the storyline. I mean, it, it wasn't initially what we had planned um, because, you know, it, it, our wrestling, the way we book and write and all that kind of stuff, it evolves and things have to get, you know, uh, I wasn't supposed to be in that role and all that kind of stuff, but I thought it worked very well. Um, for the reveal and all that stuff. If you watch it, um, we, we filmed all those backstage segments in one day. I'm wearing like the same outfit, you know, so there's some Hollywood backstage magic right there. Um, but yeah, the, the big reveal, I, I thought it went well. It was you know, killer cross, a new character that we're introducing to our show. Who's on Lucha and, Underground uh, season four, I believe and season, maybe season three, but I think season four for sure. Yeah. And he works with triple a as well, who, um, you know, we, like have a working relationship with and everything so um yeah i mean he's he's really good i mean i don't well i'll just talk about him um he's he's newer to the business i don't know how long he's been in the business somebody told me three years i didn't really ask him they said you know how much that was hearsay though but three years maybe yeah whatever it doesn't matter because you know that i know guys that are in the business for 20 years and they're you know i mean they haven't. They they don't get it. They're not that good. Or whatever. I know guys that have been in the business for six months, and I'm like, wow, this guy's awesome. So, uh, time is all relative. It's just experience, I guess you could say. Um, it's all. I know guys that have been in the business for a year have had like a hundred matches, and I know guys that have been in the business for many years and haven't had a hundred matches. So, it, it's all about experience. But um, yeah, Killer Cross. He's uh, um, man. He's got a great look. He's a big dude. Um, He's got like that that look like when he looks in the camera, he looks at you like you're kind of legit scared. Um, he he gets the business. He's very articulate, um, very smart. So I could see that guy being uh, being a superstar, or I, I don't know what you want to call it, Go, going to heighten levels pretty much um, in the future. Well, let's let's start with the backstage segment before I give my my views on him. How hard is it? In real life, to take a beating while wearing handcuffs, um, it's it's different because you know when he punches me in the face or whatever forearms me in the face, you know, like if I if that were in the ring, I would kind of grab my face, like showing the fans, "Ouch, he hit me right here," kind of deal. Like it hurts, um, but you can't do that, so you kind of have to like let your face do it. But it was kind of you know like. It, it, it's it's tough because you can't you have your hands tied behind your back you have nothing to like brace your fall or anything like that so it's uh it's a little bit tougher i mean I, I don't know how else to explain it it's different than actually i'm glad i didn't have to wrestle him like that it was just like a backstage beating um but it was it was fine i mean i've taken beatings before and all that kind of stuff so it's just a lot different it looked like he was having trouble getting the handcuffs on you. Uh, how hard is it for a wrestler to slap handcuffs on somebody? Um, it's it's kind of t- uh, well. It depends if you want to do it safely or not. Um, I kind of you know I helped him out. I'll I'll just blatantly say that I, I handcuffed myself behind my back pretty much so that he wouldn't have to fiddle around with it because um, I'm good with handcuffs. Um, don't ask. And so I kind of did it, you know, by myself and helped him and kind of put it at the tightness that I wanted. Um, and so that way he could focus on what he was doing and the segment could go good. That's interesting. Wow. Now, I, I got to meet Killer Cross. Very nice guy. He was he was one of those people that I, I, I'm rooting for now. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I'll say this. Maybe a little trivia fact that uh, if they ever say his finisher move, I may or may not have been involved in the naming of that. That was what we did. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago, but we didn't want to give anything away. Um, so, you know, but obviously, you know, he's revealed he's on our TV show now and stuff. And, you know, I'm obviously going to try to get my revenge on him. Um, so look forward to that in the future. I mean, so I guess that's not a big spoiler. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, we're thinking, and, that, and that's the thing with finishing moves, um, especially when you know you're 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 playing a new character. They want things done a certain way. They're like, okay, now come up with the name of the move, and it's like, well, how about this? And then they're like, no, that sounds too much like this. And you know, it seems like every name in the book has been already taken by somebody else. And you know, and it was pretty cool when. You know, you took it upon yourself because you, you kind of heard a conversation we were having myself. Um, was yeah. it Don Callis or Abyss or something? I think it was and him. I think it was it was Callis, Abyss, him, and you. And I was just standing there because we were in the middle of a conversation. And I had nothing to do. I'll even say that. That, you know, they walked away. And I said, hey, do you mind if I just try to come up with something? And you're like, yeah. Uh, they wanted blank in the name. We won't give it away because I yeah. want to be surprised. They want one component in the name. So if you have to come up with something, it has to have X, Y, and Z in it. So you guys are going through your match. I'm watching. I'm Googling and looking up things. And I came up with about a list of 15 things. And I thought out of I thought 10 out of the 15 were pretty good. Yeah, I would say so. And, and it's, sometimes it's hard when you have a list that long. It's almost better if you come up with a list of three. And they got to pick one, or and then you maybe they're, okay. None of these three are good. Come up with another list of three. So when they go through like fifteen, the fir- the the best one might be first, but then they still want to read all the way through to see if there's anything better. So I mean, sometimes a long list is not always good, but like you could you could see like even uh, when Cross was like, oh yeah, oh that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one, and uh, you know, and then when we went over to to Don, Don actually like took your list and was like let me see that and was like oh yeah this ain't bad maybe this this and so i'm like oh okay cool you know just anything that helps them think less like like is not that they they shouldn't but you know when, when you're kind of doing the work for them that way you can narrow it down and they don't have to like come up with it at least when they're when we're in the meetings or they're in the meetings they could be like oh yeah th- uh, a cool name would be this because, uh, you know, the, the, the Petey's friend said something, or Dennis said something, you know. So it's always good when you have a hand like that, because they'll, they'll remember that kind of stuff. That, that, that was a geek-out moment for me. So I will, I will definitely be watching to hear what they have to say. Yeah, me too, because I still don't know what it's going to be named. <laughs> you know, I had the thought, too. And as we wrap this up and send people home, you, you listen to Impact. And we know that the announcing is dubbed at a different time period, right? Yes, correct. M- most of the time, um, sometimes they have to do it right then and there. Like if there's a special guest um, uh, uh, commentator for that segment, mm-hmm. then sometimes they have to do it there because that they can't fly that you know wrestler down to the offices to get it done. So, but for ninety five percent of it, it's done. Um, later on at a later date so when when we talk about the show you know i remember what the matches look like and all that kind of stuff because i was either on headset or watching or, or whatever the case may be um but i have no idea uh what the commentating's like and the, the, the commentating is a big part of the storytelling and direction of the show so since we filmed so much content and it's out of order i'm like ah, I, don't, I don't and that's why i like i i, I knew which episode um, this big reveal aired on, but I forgot it was this Thursday's episode because we f- we just filmed so much stuff. So when we were on the podcast, I forgot that the big reveal was going to be that night. But yeah, so to answer your question, it's dubbed at a, at a later time. Well, hear me out. You know I like to throw crazy thoughts out at you. Just kind of, you know, all the fans wish they had a famous wrestler buddy. They could be like, why don't they do this? Or they should do that. And i like to hear your rebuttal. Here was my crazy idea for this week, okay? Okay. Why don't they do an impact watch party somewhere? Like, you know, a live something the WrestleWit does where they go to Chicago, Detroit, or whatever. Maybe it doesn't have to be on the road. You bring in a bunch of fans. You dub the show live in front of them so the the announcers can have feedback from fans does that make sense you mean you want like for example who does commentary now don and josh to go there and do commentary in front of 
a, a live like, watch uh, party with uh, fans. Uh, fans that are watching the show. Yeah. So the, my only rebuttal is that once again, since we filmed so much content, um, sometimes you get mixed up. What 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 already happened? What didn't happen? Uh, you can't say this because that didn't happen yet, even though we already know it all happened because we already filmed it and stuff, but that didn't happen. So sometimes they have to stop and back it up and do another take. You, you, does that make sense? I, it, absolutely. But, you know, you, there are probably ways around it, too. Maybe you can do that in front of them. I don't know if it would go good, but I, I think you would get a little bit more emotion from those two guys, not that they need any help of it, but when it's, it's probably a lot different doing it in front of a crowd as it happens than doing it in a sound studio, but you could probably get some of that back if you had these special impact watch parties. Come down to Joe's Bar on Tuesday night. Let's pack the place out. We'll, we'll show a special episode. We want your reaction as they tape this you know, live and you can hear what they're saying. Yeah, I, I, that's that, and it's it, yeah, that it is a great idea, Dennis. Um, in a perfect world, perfect. that could definitely happen, but it's not um, perfect. But it's, it, yeah, but it probably won't happen. But um, no, I, I like it. Uh, it's just, and, and it goes to it goes to show, like even when me as a wrestler, and I've said this before, when the crowd's like super hot and like really into it, it does make me like. Not that I'm not trying hard. It makes me like reach down a little bit deeper and try a little bit more. Maybe put a little bit of extra pizzazz on something or like sell that thing a little bit harder. Just because I'm feeling it from the crowd, like the electricity there. Whereas like if you're in front of a dead crowd, you know, you're still giving it your all. But the crowd's into it. So you're kind of like, okay, I guess we got to move on to the next thing because they're not liking this. So it, it is it, like and that goes the same thing with commentary. When you're doing commentary, when the crowd react something big like when the crowd goes oh like the commentator might go oh did you see that you know and it's genuine rather than like maybe forced so yeah live stuff is always better than than uh you know having to do it taped or afterwards or whatever but you know what back in the day like uh when vince mcmahon used to do commentary with like macho man when he was on hiatus or roddy piper or whatever they didn't do it live they did it in the booth but um you know, they were all just always just like, I don't know, it just they seem like they're always yelling at each other or something. But maybe I don't know. I mean, it's a great idea. I just I don't know if it would ever happen. Here are a few. Unfortunately, tweets. here are a few tweets. I I searched your name on Twitter and this is what Twitter is saying. Uh, this comes from Boston fan 79 V1. Love the ending segment on Impact. Petey Williams getting attacked by Kevin Cross for the second time I've wa- second time I've watched it today. Holy blank! Uh, let's see here. Uh, a bunch of some of the Spanish stuff. Uh, a lot of people tweeting about our recent podcast, talking about you. Uh, are you sure Petey Williams uh, be- isn't the attacker? Uh, that was right before the reveal. Uh, let's see here. Mikey McMahon, PW. That attack on P.D. Williams at the end of Impact is hands down better than the Bachelorette Strip Party uh, Road. I, I don't know what any of those words mean. Oh, yeah. I, I know exactly what he means. Absolutely better than that. Okay. No, I don't know. Yes. Uh, I, was, I was glad it ended the way it did. Uh, this one comes from Beards. Dude, Impact Wrestling is really blanking good right now. P.D. Williams arresting was pure gold. Uh, Ethan Black says, Canada's got Edge, Jericho, Lance Storm, Gil Kim, Eric Young, and Petey Williams. That should be the Hart family. Uh, (laughs) Even though none of us are related to Hearts, but uh, yeah, for sure. I I see what they mean. Let's see here. uh, This is from Jonathan Chambers. Uh, Come back to Impact Wrestling. I would love to see, uh, he was talking to Mike Bennett here. I'd love to see you wrestle guys like Cage, Pentagon, Petey Williams. There you go there. Mm. Have you ever wrestled Bennett? Uh, I don't think so, because we weren't in at the same time. Okay. Uh, Hill Naguru says, man, Sanjay Dutt is a jerk. How dare him force (laughs) his most loyal friend, Petey Williams, into going home? 
Well, uh, that was that was the week before, I believe. Um, yeah, I mean, the direction we were going with that was that I was like upset of what Sanjay was insinuating that I was the attacker. Um, but he has known me for so long. And I was frustrated with him and he being management now is saying, you know, you can't talk to me like that, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, he's, I, he said, I, I want you to go cool off. And I said, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because I mean, there's all these attacks going on. Like I, I kind of wanted to prove like if I leave and another attack happens, then it wasn't me. Like, you know, like th- there, there was more to it than me just taking my ball and going home. But, um, no, I really liked the reveal. Um, I didn't know how it was going to come across on TV. I'm glad they added a little bit of like uh, you know eerie music on there. I think that kind of helped. And I actually got a couple texts. One from my mom, who <laughs> you know, my mom's like, "Hey, I know it's uh, I know it's fake, but I was crying." Aww. And I was like, "Mom, you know, you know, like when you, when that cop guy was beating you up." And I'm like, "Mom, like it is fake." She's like, "No, what got me is when you mentioned you know your kids." Because when I was when they were when the cop when you know when Cross was pulling me away from Sanjay, I was saying like Sanjay, you know me for 15 years, you know my kids, you know now I'm going to jail and uh, and I'm yelling that, um, which you know that that's the truth. Sanjay knows like me for 15 years and knows my kids and like all that kind of stuff. How would he like you know for real? Why would you think I would possibly do that? Um, and now I'm going to jail. Like that that sucks. And my, the thing is, my mom obviously knows my kids or the grandkids. So she mentally, she puts that. So it means so much more to my mom just because I mentioned that. So she's crying and I'm like, but then my, uh, and my brother-in-law too, who, um, I, he, I think he might listen to our podcast. He's the one that uh, does all the, the, the t-shirts for me and all that right. kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, did, did he yeah, he said, Hey, too? yeah, he te- he texts me. He's like, man. When are we going to see you in Hollywood in some blockbusters? And I laughed. I'm like, I up, you know. I'm like, do you think it was any good? He's like, yeah, I thought the acting was great, man. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And, um, you know, he's like, any time and stuff. And he just had a kid and all that kind of stuff. So maybe he's extra emotional and stuff. I, I don't know. Or maybe they just know my kid. So the segment, I, I thought, came across very well. And I was, uh, was very happy with it. You guys should stop lactating and let me finish reading these tweets. <laughs> I thought you were done. I'm sorry. I, there's a lot of more tweets I know. Uh, yeah, there's a couple. There's a guy named IPD Williams that text uh, tweeted, "No phone call, no text, no apology. I'll wait." That was that was my uh, yeah. That was yeah. that was my um, tweet. Demon Child says, "Hey Impact, who's the guy that just took out PD Williams and Fala? This man impersonated a police officer, took out two guys in one shot." You guys need to stop him and step up your game. Yeah. Would that? Yeah, that's the truth. Wait, wait. If he's impersonating a police officer, is that like stolen valor? No, that's actually a, like a felony offense, actually. Oh. So, um, you should get real cops to arrest them now. Be like, ah. I, I probably should because outside of the, I, outside of the, we filmed that at Universal. Like right outside is the Orlando police and. Uh, they didn't bat an eye. So, I mean, what's going on here? It's a big conspiracy against oh, me. Oh, wow. Let me read one more. <laughs> Justin Ryan E. It's a PEI Canada 7. Wow, just wow. That's epic. The reveal of Killer Cross as a mystery ex attacker was blank fantastic. He beat up the he beat, he, he beat up the wrong accused. PD Williams was brutally violent. It was one of the best reveals in all of wrestling in a long time. Great job, Impact. Yeah, and you know what? That's one thing you don't see a lot of anymore. Like, you know, what what happens now in, like, let's say WWE? The guy goes to NXT. They've already been a big name on the indie for many years, and then they show up at NXT. And so, I mean, you know, they may have a little bit of hype, but when they show up, it's usually a surprise, and then they work in NXT for a while. Then they go up to the main roster, and then they're just there. You don't see any, like, who's this mystery attacker? Like, we built this up for weeks. Like, who is this guy? And, like, this is a new guy that hasn't been on Impact before, I don't believe. Um, not not on our Impact show, anyways. And this is, like, we're introducing a new character. And they just, I miss the days when they, they, they would, like, kind of build up a new character that nobody has seen before. I miss those days. Yeah, I, I do, too. It- impacts doing it right and i'm and i'm glad to be able to watch it and 
and talk to you about it because the inside story is pretty fun too. Yeah, like how it all comes about and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. I got to tell you, Killer Cross became one of my favorite people because he was so nice. He was humble. He was watching him be thankful to everybody for all the time they took. I, you know, he, he he didn't have to. He was amazing. As many he sat there and I could watch. I like I said I you said you mentioned his eyes, the way he looked at you, soaking things up, taking your advice, listening, was something that you don't see a lot anymore. And I really appreciated it from him. Yeah, and I think he's smart. He's very smart. Like he's smart enough to realize that, you know, we're doing everything we can to help him. You know, like he's a new character on our show. We're building him up. We're not going to do anything to try to steer him in the wrong direction. And especially, you know, he 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 was in the ring with the right person. Like I'm, you know, like I'm an agent now. Like as part of the show, like my job isn't just to be a wrestler, and I'm not in it for myself or anything. And a lot of wrestlers can be selfish and stuff like that, wanting to get their stuff in. Um, but he he knew like I was there to get him over to help him and like create his character and stuff like that. Um, because th- I mean, that that's, that's what wrestling should be about and that's what it's all about. So yeah, I mean, you're right, Dennis. Like, I mean, he, he took everything in and he's just going to learn and he's going to be even more phenomenal in the future. I can't wait for the fans to listen or to actually watch that in a couple weeks on impact. Let's wrap this up. Go home. Enjoy the rest of our Father's Day weekend. PD, where can people find you? Um, on Twitter, at IPD Williams. Okay. That's it. Just, that's it. That's, that's the only it. place. Yeah, that, if, or you can come to my house, knock on my door, and find me there. I mean, however you want to find me. Give them a call, 555. <laughs> 5555. Area code 555. I love that in movies. 555. <laughs> Oh man! See, I'm I made David Arquette laugh. Yeah, that's the, you made a comedian laugh. That's always a that's always a treat, right there. Uh, people who love the podcast, go out to iTunes if you have iTunes. Rate, subscribe, leave five stars, and leave a comment. It helps us move up the rankings. The algorithm so far, uh, I think we are start, slowly starting to drop back down to earth. Uh, last time I checked, I think we were at twenty, still very high. And all the sports and recreation podcasts. But the only way we continue to stay up there is if you guys help us out by going to iTunes. If you don't have iTunes, go over to WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. There are links to every place the podcast. You can listen live from the web browser. You can go to Stitcher. You can go to iTunes. You can go to iHeartRadio. I mean, we're almost everywhere. Maybe even Grindr. I don't know. But that's where you can get the podcast everywhere. Go there, help support the podcast. And what really helps us is if you go out and tell a friend, Petey, don't keep this a secret. I know we're great. You know we're great. Tell the world. We are. We're shouting it. I'm on the rooftop right now telling you. Yes, word of mouth is the best form of advertising. Yes. And if you like us, we like you. Now you go tell your friends, huh? Share us. We're, we don't care. We'll, we'll be your friend Sloppy Second Podcast. <laughs> For the, let's rename our podcast the Sloppy Second Podcast. That, why didn't we think of that when we first – man, Dennis, geez. I know. Where were you like a year and a half ago when we came up with this podcast? Beautiful office. Now I'm, I'm a common person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That is the Wrestling Perspective bonus episode. Enjoy it. We'll see you next week. We'll probably talk about a whole different bunch of stuff. And if you have any questions, you can also go over to the website, click content, contact us. That way, you know, you can leave a question for us. Don't forget, I think next week we'll start back up. We've got uh, another, at least one James Ellsworth photo, two PD Williams photos to uh, give away that are autographed. And the only way you win those is by telling a friend and then telling us you told your friend. And then we'll tell you if you won. That's it. Petey, say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, everybody.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.